Hello, and welcome to step 3, questions 1 through 15. We made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. In step 1, we admitted we were powerless over others and that our lives had become unmanageable. In step 2, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. In step 3, we realized we need to make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to a higher power as we become aware of our need for guidance to find peace and serenity in our lives. Many of us begin step 3 by turning only certain parts of our lives over to our higher power, perhaps the ones that are most difficult. We cling to some because we think we can manage them, or that they are necessary for our survival. We are reluctant to turn our will and our lives over to God or a higher power that we do not know or understand. In the Nara Non 12-step program, we learn and accept that we are working a program of spiritual development and personal growth. Our program speaks of a higher power, a power greater than ourselves, and a God of our own understanding. We are free to use any or all of these phrases. We are encouraged to define our own higher power in a way that is most comfortable for us. Many Naranon members start by using the shared experience, strength, wisdom, and hope of the group as their higher power. For too long, many of us thought we were the ones in control. Our family relied on us to fix everything. Often we were there to help, even when our help was not needed, not wanted, and usually rejected. How many of us have called the addict's employer to make excuses, paid traffic tickets, bail, lawyers, rent, bills, and covered up when he or she did not show up at family functions and social events as promised? We gathered information about recovery centers and meetings. We took him or her to meetings and gave advice on how many to attend and how often. We did, and some of us still do, for the addict, things that he or she needs to do for him or herself. We forced our will on each situation and did not allow the will of our higher power to be done. If I am willing to stand aside and let God's will be done, I free myself from personal anxiety and a mistaken sense of responsibility. As we begin to work step three, most of us are confused about whether we are helping or hindering. If we could just remember our help was not needed when the addict started or continued using, we might be able to step aside, giving him or her the chance to learn from mistakes accept consequences, and seek recovery. Through this step, we learn to let go and let God and allow the serenity prayer to work in our lives. We are then able to make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God or a higher power. A member shares, It was such a relief to know my higher power was there to help me deal with life on life's terms. When I realized I no longer had to be in charge of everything and everyone, it was as if a weight had been lifted from my shoulders. Suggestions for Applying Step 3 The purpose of Step 3 is to help us begin to act in our own best interest and to feel loved, accepted, and consoled by the God of our own understanding. We can apply Step 3 by asking for our higher power's help at all times, so our faith increases, we feel safe and secure, we can attain peace and serenity in our lives, we become aware our higher power is within us and we no longer feel alone, we are open to different solutions to our problems, and we remain humble and open to suggestions. Making a decision. At this point, it is important to recognize the only thing we are being asked to do is make a decision. For many of us, it is still too early in our recovery to totally surrender. Surrendering does not mean we are quitting. It means we are letting go or yielding our will. It means we have realized we need to have faith, not because we are losing control of ourselves and our lives, but because we are gaining power through turning over our will. We are encouraged to simply make a decision, and in due time, we will be ready to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand Him. 
Each person may understand his or her higher power in a different way. Each path may take a different route. Some of us find it hard to trust. We need to be gentle with ourselves and allow each revelation to show us how to move forward. Meditate on these words from Step 3. Made a decision. Turn over. My will. My life. And the care of God. How do these words affect us in our daily lives and our struggle? Our higher power can help us through the spiritual process. Question number one. What does it mean to make a decision? I think it means to make a firm resolution in one's mind. Number two. Am I fearful of the outcomes of decisions I make? What are my fears? Sometimes I am fearful. I don't want my decisions to hurt others. I don't want to decide badly and put myself in a worse position. Number three. Have I had trouble making decisions in the past? Explain. Sometimes I would rather not decide anything than make a decision. However, inaction is a decision as well. Yes, I have had trouble making decisions in the past because I worried I would make the wrong decision. Number four. Do I think it is my responsibility to make decisions and choices for others? Why? I think it is my responsibility to make some decisions and choices for my children. I know this is not my responsibility as they get older, but while they still live with me or while I still provide for their needs, I think I have an obligation to weigh in on their choices if it's important or serious. Number five. What decisions have I made for the addict in the past and what were the results? I have made a lot of decisions for my son in the past. One in particular, when he was 18, I took him to court to be his legal guardian so that I could manage his medical care. I was granted emergency guardianship, but he still would not do what I said. I made doctor's appointments for him and he didn't show up. I chased him all over town trying to find him, and I would call him and text him dozens of times and he would just ignore me. Another time I decided to take him to the hospital for substance abuse treatment and I had tricked him into getting into my car. He jumped out of my moving vehicle when he found out where he was going. I stopped my car in the middle of the road and chased after him. It was a really big scene. A member shares, I am beginning to understand how trying to handle every problem for every person in my life causes insanity. I have done everything I can think of to fix the addict and manipulate him into recovery. Nothing has worked. I am beginning to realize I need to make a decision to let go. Turning it over. At the end of step two, we acknowledge that one day at a time, our lives are beginning to reflect peace and serenity. We want more tranquility and are ready to do whatever it takes to get it. We recall from steps one and two that we can surrender our self-will by letting go and turning the addict over to the care of a higher power. By doing so, a burden can be lifted. In step three, we become ready to seek help from a higher power. We are not forced to surrender our will. This is a choice we come to understand in our own time and in our own way. What does it mean to turn over our will? What is our will? Usually our will means we think we know what is best and we will do whatever it takes to make that a reality. Our will is our desire or determination to be in control of all situations. Having control is often what we want but not always what we need. As with the first two steps, we need to examine every word of the step to know what is being asked of us. We may glance over the words and only accept some of them. We need to make sure we understand the meaning of the words will and lives 
before we move on. Turning over our will and our lives may not happen all at once. As with all the steps, this is a learning process. By meditating, listening, and letting our higher power guide us, we release our fears and learn to surrender our will and our lives to his care. Think about the word turning. It means a change in direction. What about the word over? This means a giving over as from one person to another. Question number six. What does turning my will and my life over to a higher power mean to me? I think it means that I trust that God will lead me and guide me to what is best for me and to where I need to be. Number seven. Do I believe that turning my life over to a higher power means giving up, or does it give me an opportunity to find guidance for a better life? I don't think it means giving up, but it feels like that would make life predestined to relinquish control like that. Number eight. How easy or difficult is it to turn my will over to a higher power? In theory, it's easy, but in practice, it's hard. Number nine. Can I trust a higher power will take care of me? Sometimes I can. Number 10. What areas of my life am I now willing to turn over to a higher power? I am willing to turn over all areas of my life. I just don't know how or if I can. A member shares. I use a method of three strikes and you're out, meaning I will try three times to force my will before turning it over to my higher power. Letting go. Step three is also about having faith and letting go. Letting go of someone in order for them to grow in their own way and in their own time is an amazing principle. At first we may think of letting go as giving up, yet it is just the opposite. Letting go to allow someone to grow or find their own recovery is different from giving up on them. Letting go of others means allowing them to choose for themselves, make their own decisions, and learn their own lessons. Can we allow ourselves to let go of our so-called imaginary power over them? We are not here to tell others how to live. By letting go, we show our love and that we have faith in their journey. If we are able to do this, we can experience freedom that comes from letting go. In step three, the aspect of letting go is not to be taken lightly. It requires thought and understanding to allow a higher power to work in our lives. Are we ready to trust this power? Are we ready to let go and accept help? We are asked to make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of a higher power. By allowing a higher power to work in our lives, we accept and understand the concept of letting go. In the NARA 912-step program, we learn to take baby steps. At first, we are encouraged to turn a few of our problems over to the care of a higher power. We reflect on our work in steps 1 and 2 and acknowledge that in letting go of the addict in our lives, we have already turned one of our problems over to the care of our higher power. We are encouraged by the peace it brings. In simple terms, we stepped out of the way. When we step out of the way, we allow our higher power to work. We learn from these experiences even if the results may not be what we expected. We do not let go so that God can do what we ask. We let go so he can work without our interference. A member shares. Although I believe my higher power sees the whole picture and my view is clouded by the outcome I want, I still struggle to turn it over and leave it there. I trust that practicing with small problems will prepare me to let go of the bigger issues. Question number 11. Do I trust a higher power can help the addict or do I still think I can save him? I do think God can help my son, but I don't know if my son is able to do his part. 
He still has to cooperate with God and want to be saved. I don't think I can save him myself. Number 12. What fears are keeping me from letting go? I feel like if I truly let go when he dies, I know I will feel somewhat responsible, and the guilt of that would be more than I could bear. Number 13. Why do I want to take it back? I'm not sure exactly what this is asking. I think it's asking why I want to take back my will. If the addict was someone else other than my child, I could more easily take a back seat. It is excruciating to watch my son self-destruct. Number 14. How have I been successful or unsuccessful in letting go? I have stopped micromanaging him. He now handles his own appointments and medications. I help him when he asks me, but I do not take point on managing his routine and schedule. Number 15. What am I learning about the difference between giving up and letting go? I think letting go starts with an intellectual decision to back off. Then it moves into the action of not interfering. And finally the heart catches up that this is what is truly best and healthy. Giving up sounds more like disowning someone and not caring about what happens to them. A step of faith. There is a recovery saying, first we came, then we came to, and then we came to believe. We may have first come into the rooms of Naranon because someone invited us. We may have come because we wanted to get the attic clean. Sometimes we come because we are confused and afraid. Sometimes we come because we are just sick and tired of being sick and tired. We find others who feel as we do and see that they are able to go on with their lives. Their lives appear to be getting better. For whatever reason we find ourselves here, we have taken that first step of faith on the road to recovery. We come to believe in a higher power and realize we are no longer alone. Now it is up to each of us to decide what we want to do with this program, its suggestions and its new way of living. Sometimes we lose faith because we want things to improve right away. This program requires patience and perseverance. Worry is looking around, sorry is looking back, and faith is looking up. Thanks for listening. Join me next time for the final part of Step 3, questions 16 through 29.